That is the sound of me opening a caffeinated beverage a lot later than I care to admit, but it also means we're about to dive into a new episode of the Listen Hard podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the topic of anabolic steroids. And I kind of wanted to save this topic to record in a podcast because I can speak about it in a lot more depth than I could on other social media platforms. The title of today's podcast is The Dark Art of Bodybuilding, Steroids and Are They Worth It? My Honest Experience. And that is exactly what we're going to be diving into to today, my honest experience using anabolic steroids, why I actually decided to move to the dark side, physical and mental side effects that I've experienced, where I felt really low in myself, questioning why I've decided to go down this route and maybe wishing that I never did. And we're also going to be talking about some of the good parts that I've actually experienced while doing it as well. So sit back, relax, grab whatever it is you want to grab and enjoy. Before we get into things, I just want to say I hope everyone is having an incredible day. Today has actually been a very productive day for me. I just got back from Newcastle. Never been to Newcastle before. It was actually an amazing place. Would definitely recommend it if you do live in the UK or you want to travel to the UK and drive somewhere interesting. Newcastle had a very small town, definitely not on the scale of Birmingham, where I live close to. It was very scenic. It was very nice. And I had a great experience exploring that, trying to get pictures and content to build up for the hard body app and equipment that we'll be releasing in the next three weeks time. I went there to meet up with a friend and to shoot him and the pictures that we got, honestly, I haven't edited them yet, but I'm so happy with how they look raw in the camera. After a full day of shooting, we ended up going out on the nighttime, had a couple drinks, drove back this morning and spent the entirety of the morning pretty much building a gym in my garden. If you haven't seen it, I just posted a YouTube video. That is me building a gym from nothing into my dad's garden. I don't know why he gave me permission to transform his garden into a gym. Nevertheless, we now have a training facility at home, which is incredible. Kind of semi a little bit pointless considering Boris Johnson did announce that gyms are going to be opening on the 25th of July which isn't even a long time so the fact that I'm not going to get that much use out of this is a little bit counterproductive but I'm definitely going to be able to use this if I don't want to venture out to the gym and I just fancy working out in my garden close to home so I'm really glad that that is built and it's actually finished now and it made me feel extremely productive. I feel like it's the little things like if you do something every single day that's going to get you closer to your goal whether it be creative entrepreneurial expressive just something that brings you closer to that end goal and something that you want to achieve if you're doing a little little thing every single day that is all that matters as long as you feel productive within yourself then you're going to be living a very very fulfilling life and today I feel pretty fulfilled and right now I'm feeling even more fulfilled because I'm sipping on a green monster Yes, it is about 11.30 at night right now, but this is the time where I decide to have these conversations with you because it's when I feel my most expressive and I can go more into depth about topics that I wouldn't be able to go into in the middle of the day. I feel like in the middle of the day, like I'm trying to be so busy and I'm trying to stay so focused on various things. On a nighttime, I like to sit back, relax, and just let my mind loose. And this is the time for me at this time of night to just chill, get work done, go through emails, edit videos, maybe play some video games, just honestly just like chill out and prepare myself for a busy day ahead the next day. If you are also drinking a caffeinated beverage or maybe not, maybe you're not drinking a monster, maybe it's a 3D, maybe it's a bang, Alani New, Red Bull, mm, I, I can't 
ever hack the taste of Red Bull. It's just so specific. It doesn't taste like anything other than Red Bull. It's almost like if you tried to describe to someone what an orange tastes like, you could only describe it with the word orange because it doesn't taste like anything else. Same with a strawberry or a banana. Like try describing the taste of a banana without saying that it tastes like a banana. That is the same with the Red Bull. It's the only thing that tastes like a Red Bull. And if you didn't know, quick little fact about Red Bull is it used to be a syrup until a man that had an idea, I think it was China, or Japan, don't quote me please, but he went to Japan, let's say, and tried this syrup that was created by this family because the man that owns Red Bull actually only owns 50% of Red Bull. He doesn't even own the whole company because he bought the syrup from the family that tasted just like Red Bull and he turned it into a caffeinated beverage. Isn't it crazy to know that like the CEO of such a massive, humongous, catastrophic company actually only owns 50% of his own company? And then there's just some random family in Japan just like wreaking all the benefits of this guy's idea, just chilling, just raking it in. Probably multi-multi-millionaires and all they did was make some syrup and some guy made a drink out of it. That's pretty freaking crazy. I'm not sure what the story is behind Monster. Maybe I should research it because I do drink quite a lot of them. Pretty energetic. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm actually really excited to dive into the topic of today's podcast. By the way, just so you know, I'm having so much fun recording these podcasts because they're so nice. They're so not easy to do, but they're so expressive. Like I'm able to really talk to you and I hope that you enjoy these and I hope that you don't think I have like an annoying voice. Like if it is annoying and you're listening anyway, fair play. That's incredible. And I'm sorry that I'm putting you through like searing pain. So far, I've got a bunch of good feedback from these podcasts. We actually just hit 2000 listens collectively on the two previous podcasts, which is incredible. The fact that people are actually listening to these is it just blows my mind and like I really appreciate appreciate the support. So if you could share this with a friend, put it on your Instagram story, tell your your family about it, like get them listening to this while you do cardio, while you cook, while you clean, while you lay in bed at night, thinking about all the things that I'm going to be speaking about in these podcasts. So with that being said, we are going to dive into the main topic of this video, which is the dark arts of bodybuilding and my experience taking anabolic steroids. Isn't that just like the craziest thing to say like steroids? They're illegal in some countries. In the UK, I'm currently not breaking the law because I'm living in the UK, I'm from the UK, and they're not illegal here. Yes, of course, they're illegal to sell, but not to have the possession of. The interesting thing is, is when I say the word steroids now, it doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't have, the word doesn't hold any weight. When I was 16 years old, if someone asked me if I was doing steroids, I would be like, oh my God, they're literally asking me if I'm doing cocaine or if I'm addicted to heroin. Like that's the severity of what they're asking me because I would I would never, ever, ever do steroids. Like never, I was convinced 15, 16 years old, I was gonna be a natural athlete for the entirety of my bodybuilding career because I knew that I wanted to be a bodybuilder when I was 16 years old. I feel like another reason I was so against the idea of them is because my family was so against them. Like if my mom found out when I was 16, if at the age of 16, 17, 18, that I was doing steroids, she would have literally slapped me around the face. Like my mom, she's a bit of a savage and she definitely disciplined me a lot as a kid. Whether it was necessary or not, I don't know. She did drink, but that's beside the point. If I was doing steroids at the age of 16, I would have heard about it and I would have felt it. And I feel like it just added to my like urge of just like, I would never ever do them. Like it's never going to happen. I'm going to be clean forever. Little did I know now seven years into training, 
I have been unnatural now for the past three years almost. Like I'm 23 and I started just before I turned 20 years old. So yeah, it's been just over three years now and my experience has been a roller coaster. Like it's been very up and down. It hasn't been easy. Yes, I may have not experienced many side effects, but it doesn't mean that stabbing yourself in multiple places in your body gets any easier because I promise you, it doesn't. Like, it really doesn't. Today, I'm going to dive into a few experiences where I've actually jabbed myself and I've regretted it immediately because it, I've either hit a nerve or I went in the wrong way or maybe I didn't measure it up properly. I maybe went in too deep. There's loads of things that could potentially go wrong, especially when you're on prep and your body is just so much more susceptible to feeling and emotion and pain when you already feel so weak. To start this off, to start off the story of today's podcast, I want to tell you why I decided to start. My reasoning for taking steroids, bearing in mind, before I even decided to do this, I was accused of being on steroids by more people than I would care to admit. Friends, family, I'd been doing YouTube for about a year and a half at this point when I decided to move over to that side of things. And the comments in my videos were like, there's no way you can be natural. You just posted a three-year natural Brandon Harding transformation and there's no way that was natural. Like, that's impossible. Like, you're lying. And I was natural. Like, I had absolutely no reason to lie. My first transformation video on YouTube, I was natural. Hence why the word natural is in the title and the ones where I'm not natural it's not in the title. And actually, my most viewed transformation, which has over 7.1 million views right now, actually has the word unnatural in the title, which is probably the reason it did so well because people were dropping comments like, this is so honest, this is so open, and like he's not creating any false expectations, which was ideally my goal. And the fact that people reciprocated that very well was incredible. During my three and a half years of natural lifting, I was accused very, very often. I think in terms of genetics, there's two different types of genetic capacities. One being the speed in which you can gain muscle, which I genuinely think I do have good genetics in. But then there's also the side of your muscle bellies and how the muscle actually looks. Like I have a lot of insecurities in my body. One being my triceps, my calves, my outer sweep on my quad is a bit different on the other leg. My biceps are different sizes my chest actually caves in in the center when i get super lean and you can see the crevice in my muscle and it's not perfect like it doesn't look what i would deem to be a perfect physique and there are insecurities so yes i've mentioned in the past like i don't think i have great genetics and it's because i don't think i have great muscle belly genetics i do have the capacity even as a natural athlete to build muscle faster than the average person and i knew this because i started the gym with a bunch of friends and we all hit the gym consistently we pushed each other every single day and it was incredible like it was was such a social experience and that was actually my foundation and love for the gym because it was such a social experience for me but I got a lot stronger and a lot bigger than the people I did train with and that's probably why I was accused and that was honestly just due to the fact that I was force feeding myself and I felt like the people that were accusing me maybe weren't doing the same so that's how important diet is I was prioritizing diet as if it's 80% of the reason that you build muscle which it literally is but that's the way I was also living my life like I wanted to grow so I was eating as much as I physically could. I've mentioned it previously, but I would literally take like tubs upon tubs of tuna pasta, chicken breast, I would buy chicken breast from the snack van that would come around every single day at work. I would drink protein shakes, mass gainers. This is all in the period of my eight hour shift at work. I swear I just spent more time eating than actually working. My boss, which was my stepdad, actually got annoyed at it a bunch like because I was always eating while doing work and it was like making a mess, but I had gains to make. So 
now it all probably makes sense to him being the fact that like bodybuilding and youtube and fitness is kind of my career so <laughs> it was all worth it in the end in the beginning the accusations did get to me quite a lot which actually added to my power and my I guess like the meaning behind when I said I'm never gonna do it because I was being accused of it and it felt really good to be accused of all these things and not actually be doing them. It was like a subtle like win in the back of my mind. Like everyone thinks I'm doing this, but I'm actually not. Like I must have really good genetics and I'm gonna continue making these gains and showing these people that it can be done naturally until the moment when I decided to move to the dark side, which was a weird experience. And I didn't actually expect it to happen when it did because around the time I was kind of thinking like, you know what, in like two or three years when I'm 21, maybe 22, I will decide to move over to that side of things. But it happened a lot sooner than I expected due to the fact that I went to a coach when I was 18 years old. And he told me, Brandon, I know you want to do a prep, but you're not ready yet. You don't have enough muscle. So go away for another year, come back to me when you're 19 and we will do a show, which I really respected because it meant that he wasn't just trying to make money off me because he actually wanted me to do well in the show. And that says a lot about a good coach. And when I start doing one-on-one -on -one coaching in the future, when the Hard Body app releases, this is the exact kind of coach that I want to do because I obviously will be coaching supplementation as well as just diet and training. But also I want to be a coach that actually respects his clients enough to say, you're not ready for the stage yet. You have more work to do because you don't want that person to make a fool of themselves on stage if they're not ready yet. Like we're all on the same journey. Some people are just further along that same journey and there's no shame in just wanting to be able to present a decent package on stage and wanting that for your client so if your client isn't yet ready prepare them to be ready you know take them through a decent off season and get them ready for that moment where they're going to diet down and showcase everything they've worked for on stage eventually i would like to do that for people in the future right off the bat i had the most utmost respect for my coach because i did go away and I did build as much muscle as I could. And this was my highest phase of like eating as much as I could. Then at 19 and a half, I decided to go back to him and I said, coach, I now think that I really, really want to do a show. I've wanted to for the past three years. Am I ready? And he said, you know what? You are ready. I'm really proud of you. You've built the muscle that you've built. And now we're going to do a prep. And then he asked me the question, are you natural? Because he was baffled at the fact that I'd made the gains that I did while being natural. And I said, yes, I've never taken anything in my life. And he questioned me three times. And I said, coach, I've never taken anything ever. And he said, okay, well, because you're going to be doing a prep, when you do prep, sometimes you have to sacrifice a lot of muscle mass, even if your protein intake is extremely high while dieting down, because as much as carbs and fats are an energy source, so is muscle. If your body doesn't have anything left to burn, it is the engine that moves you, but it is also an energy source that your body can feed off. So he said, if you go down this route, naturally you will lose a lot of muscle and you probably won't win because you're already not massive like you're big enough but like there's no way you're going to win this show if you're not on steroids and i was like wow that fucking sucks like i really wanted to do natural bodybuilding but like i also want to win the show like i really want to do well so he kind of added like peer pressure to me and i was like you know what i went away and i thought I really want to win the show and I want to give my best shot. And under the guidance of someone that's competed in 47 shows, like this guy has extreme experience. Under his guidance, this is the safest way it is ever going to happen under his guidance. And that is how it happened. 
he refused to supply these things to me like I, he couldn't get them for me for whatever reason so i had to try and find a supplier for myself which a really good friend of mine who actually was selling at the time he reached out to me and he said hey man like you know i can get it for you and i was like you know what dude you saved my life like is it good stuff because there there's the worry like is it the good stuff because there's so many problems in finding a good supplier because obviously things are mixed same with recreational drugs people are trying to make money on you so they're gonna cut that shit down so far and mix it with all these cheap ingredients so you have the most minute amount of the thing that you're actually buying. So you still experience the effects, but nowhere near as strong as they should be. So he promised me that it was a great source. And to be honest, I thought it was because after about two, three weeks, oh my God, the gains were actually crazy. Like I woke up with a pump on my shoulders. My shoulders became very capped immediately. Like it was pretty freaking amazing. I'd never felt like this in my entire life. I was like, I literally, how I feel when I have a pump after a chest, back and freaking arm day, I feel all the time and I only have to do a set of 20 press-ups and I'm there. Like that is how good it felt in the beginning. My experience in my first jab was a very, very, very weird experience because I actually went to my good friend who I was actually buying it off his house to pick it up from him. And he was like, oh man, do you want to do your first jab now? I was like, I was going to do it myself, but I was quite nervous. So do you mind? Like, can you show me how to do it? <laughs> so I pulled my trousers down in his bedroom and he stuck it in my ass, <laughs> which is basically what happened. But, you know, obviously with a needle, I'm really nervous. He's like, dude, don't worry. You know, it's going to be fine. I'm literally shaking. I've got cold sweats. I can't speak. I'm mumbling. Like, it's literally the worst thing ever. Then he just sticks it in. And I was like, wow, like that was not painful. Like it was less than a cat scratch. Like it didn't hurt. He waited like 10 seconds and did the thing. And then it was done. And he was like, wow, like you're not natural anymore. I was like, wow, that was crazy. You know, what a wild experience that was. Because after saying that I was natural for three and a half years and being so in that very moment, my anabolic virginity was taken from me witnessing all of these gains that i'd previously worked so hard to get just absolutely exploded it was just so easy no i didn't gain 30 pound in 12 weeks like it was just a couple pound of water weight here and there that gave me the illusion or gave me the feeling of that pump because obviously your muscles are 70 percent water and steroids pretty much are just water retention so obviously the reason for feeling always pumped was the fact that my muscles were just more hydrated and full of this new substance moving on to my first time injecting myself. Now, this was a very different experience because I'd previously watched him do it and it looks very effortless, very smooth. And I was like, right, it had been three days since the first one. And I was like, right, how am I going to do this? Like, so I watched YouTube videos, went on forums, tried to find the correct location to do it in. And there was like this weird cross on a butt cheek. And they were like, yeah, just put it in the top right hand corner or the left hand corner. And I was like, okay, this sounds really, really fucking weird. But <laughs> I actually hit a nerve my first time doing it myself and I went in halfway I pulled it out and it started to bleed a lot because it was a nerve immediately got tissue there was blood on the ground and I started to witness myself lose fucking consciousness like I was about to faint and bearing in mind I've never fainted in my entire life like ever I've seen blood, I've seen injuries, I've done some messed up things. I've fallen off a skateboard and took all the skin off my forearm and still didn't make me feel like this because I'd literally just stabbed myself for the first time in my 19 years of life. Like, who does that? Who can say, yeah, I stabbed myself once before? That's not something people do. And it was really hard to hype myself up to do it. And it still is to this day, three years later, a struggle to hype myself up to be able to do this thing. You get through it, like it is what it is. You got goals, you decided to do it. Now it's your responsibility to continue or stop. Like it is completely a personal choice. After this experience, it was about 10 minutes later, I was laying in bed. I was pale white, I was cold sweating. I called my coach and I was like, 
bro, like, I've done it wrong, like, I can't do it again, like, it hurt too much, and he was like, no, 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 just try again, like, it's gonna be fine. I waited five minutes, hyped myself up, and I went in again, and you know what? It was fine. It was actually less painful than the first time, and then it gave me the confidence to, you know, continuously do that one area of my body. You can't just always do one area of your body, because you will build up scar tissue over a period of time, and then when you get super lean, the scar tissue will build up, and you will be able to see it on top of the muscle, because it won't look the same, because you've stabbed it in the same place multiple, multiple times, so you do have to rotate. My personal rotations right now, two locations in the side of both quads on the outside of my quad, quite near the top and then near the middle both of my glutes my shoulders and I learned a new way which I didn't actually know that I could do before which was my lats which I thought was really weird because originally I was like I would never do my back my lats are like my most developed body part I think like I think my back is my best body part and having like the the mass on my lats it did make sense which is the only reason I allowed the person to put it in there and it wasn't bad it was actually the most unpainful experience doing it ever like i didn't even feel it like i didn't even know it was done and it was absolutely fantastic so now i have a new way to do it and it's painless effortless and i don't af actually have to do it myself because someone else can do it and it's super easy i just stand there and someone puts it in me i don't want to do chest or biceps or calves or anything weird that people do to try and like sight enhance like that's not a thing like people think that when you inject a certain area that's the part that's going to grow but it disperses evenly across your bloodstream like it, it goes through your blood and your whole body is affected like it's not just one specific area that would be synthol, which is an oil-based substance that you inject into the muscle, which basically balloons it up. It doesn't disperse around the body. And believe it or not, there are more people on synthol in the bodybuilding industry than I care to admit. You'd think that RIP, Rich Piana, was one of the only people that did it. It's actually very common in the bodybuilding industry that people will inject themselves with synthol when they're just about to go for a show, even backstage sometimes, just to pump their muscles up and make them look 3D that much more, just to showcase a more enhanced physique on the stage that day. There is a serious dark art to bodybuilding, especially around the realm of insulin, growth hormone, just like different things that I don't 100% understand. So I can't talk from a complete place of knowledge because there is so much more that I need to learn about this whole realm of things. Like I am not all knowing around this field. Like I've only been doing it for about three years. There is so much more that I need to learn. And listening to this podcast right now, there could be someone that's been doing this shit for about 30 years that could know a lot more than me. So I'm trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Like I know a bit, but there is always more to learn. Through my first cycle, I had a great experience. I did it for 12 weeks and I just ran a cycle of tests. I was running 450 tests, which is a 150 injection three times a week, a Monday, a Wednesday, and a Friday. And during this 12-week cycle, I actually had a really good time. I utilized it to compete in my show. I placed second. I obviously did take other substances, like it wasn't just tests. I took some Winstrol and some Clen to help me diet down to get in the condition that I did for my show. But that was pretty much it. Like my first cycle was not a lot of substances. I ended up placing second which I was very surprised in I left that first experience with a deep and just overwhelming love for bodybuilding and competing and I knew that first moment on stage where I was stood there and I heard my name my family were there people were cheering in that very moment I knew that I wanted to do bodybuilding for the rest of my life not to say I will compete for the rest of my life because I don't think I'll compete in shows past the age of 30 only reason being is because I don't want to abuse my body that much I know that to compete I will have to continue to take anabolic steroids but I don't want to be that guy that's been going for a pro car for the past 14 years of his life and still doesn't have it like at that point it's time to kind of take a hint I'm sorry if anyone's listening to this and has been bodybuilding for 14 years and doesn't have a pro card yet but the thing is like if you're still trying to go for that like fair play but that 
that is all you because I, at that point, at the age of 30, I wanna have kids, I wanna raise a family, I wanna go more into business, I wanna wake up every day, I wanna wear a suit, I wanna feel healthy and I want to feel well. And the last thing I wanna be doing is still trying to chase that pro card and damaging my body further on top of all the damage I would have done from my previous years. My first experience competing was absolutely amazing and I've now actually competed in five shows in total. I've come second three times, third once, and I actually won the European Classic Championship last year at Body Power, which was actually a year and one month ago, which to be honest, like is actually crazy to know that like that much time has gone by since the last time I stepped on stage. Now, winning that show was a moment that I will not be able to explain with words because there literally aren't enough words in the dictionary that I could string together to put into a sentence that would express how I felt on that day. When they called my name and my number out to win first place and based on the fact that I documented the whole prep on YouTube and I was actually competing at an expo which is where a lot of supporters in the realm of bodybuilding and YouTube go to like meet the people they watch on YouTube or bodybuilders they support so obviously there was more people there to support me at that show than there would be if it wasn't an expo so obviously when I won the whole crowd like stood up and cheered and it roared and I literally like oh my god I'm gonna get emotional right now I couldn't believe it it just really did like make me feel that like all the pain that I went through on that prep was so worth it because it was so fucking emotionally hard right now thinking about it you think that that would like make me question wanted to die again but I grew so much as a person on that prep I learned my boundaries I knew what I was capable of I know what to do and it especially what not to do now. I can't wait to go through prep again with all those principles that I now know to essentially save me and make it so that those experiences don't ever happen again. And the next prep, which is my very first pro card attempt, I need to qualify first and then I'm gonna go for a pro card. Obviously, previously I just spoke about a bad experience that I had while injecting, especially my first time ever doing it. But I've also had many more bad experiences, but that's just the way it is. Like you don't know where you're putting that needle. You don't know where your veins are, where your nerve endings are. It's kind of Russian roulette, but weirdly so, you kind of get used to it because you know the pain could potentially come. And when it does happen, you bite your teeth and you do it and you don't pull it out, you just carry on. And it does get a little bit easier, but it doesn't get easier to stab yourself. Like the pain is more bearable. I have to hype myself up even after doing it for the past three years. It's still not easy. One bad experience that I had was actually injecting some GH. So it was on prep and it was my first time ever doing growth hormone. It was only two IU a day, which is such a small dose. It was in the morning one day. I was about three weeks out on prep and it was only an insulin needle because growth hormone, you don't need a fat needle. Like it's only a really, really small one. And you basically grab a part of your body that has like fat. So essentially me, it's my lower abs or my lower back. But three weeks out, I didn't have any fat on my lower abs to grab. So the only place I could go to was my lower back. I was feeling exceptionally vulnerable this morning. I didn't want to do cardio. I had an hour to do on the Stairmaster and that was the last thing I wanted to do. I just wanted to cry standing there because of how weak I actually felt. I didn't want to do the injection. So the person that I was living with at the time, she actually did it for me and it hurt more than I care to explain. I don't know why it hurt so much. It literally felt like she grabbed my back and sliced it open with a butter knife, like a very blunt knife. And I 
cried my fucking eyes out. Like, I almost wanted to fall to the floor. It hurt that much. And it literally made me question if I wanted to even compete because I knew that to continue the prep, I had to continue. Every single morning, I would have to do this again. And I had to do other injections as well because towards the end of prep, I was doing the most I had ever done, which I actually made a video on this previously. It was a video before my one day out show video. It was a very vulnerable video that I made and it was hard to make and it was hard to edit. But I think that it put out a lot of value and a lot of knowledge on what I was actually feeling at that very moment in prep. Obviously, I didn't stop doing what I had to do. I knew that I had responsibility. I picked myself up after bawling my eyes out. I went to do cardio. I did my hour on the Stairmaster. I came back. I made breakfast and that was like a new day. I forgot about it. It was what it was. It was just a hard experience in the moment to like really question like my reasonings for doing this. Like I have a responsibility right now to bring my best package possible to stage. And I don't even want to continue because I am sick and tired of stabbing myself. Like it's not easy and it never gets easier. And that's one thing that I really want to portray on this podcast is yes, it feels incredible being enhanced. Yes, you will make a lot of gains. You will build muscle. You will surpass, absolutely destroy your natural genetic capacity. You will look like you've never looked before, but it is not easy and it's expensive. Like if you want to do growth hormone and you don't have enough money in the bank, please think again. Like it is not cheap. Then if you're on a competition prep and you also have to take orals like Anavar, Winstrol, Clen, please, if you're ever considering doing this, you need to set aside at least six to 800 pounds if you want to do a prep cycle. There's a lot of sacrifices, but if it is worth it for the amount that you want to achieve this one goal, then by all means, go down this route. Invest your money into your physique. And if it's worth it, if you think that it's worth it, then you can obviously do it. Like You don't have to prove yourself to anyone but you. You don't have to justify it to your mom, your girlfriend, your best friend. If you want to do this, you do it. But please, by God, be aware of the side effects and that it is not all sunshine and rainbows and fucking pounds and pounds of new muscle because it's not that easy. And that's how I really want to conclude this podcast on anabolic steroids, that if you're doing it for the right reasons, then I would deem it to be okay because it's a personal goal like if you want to do that to your body and you want to potentially like fuck up your natural test production for the rest of your life then that is completely up to you if you're doing it for just an egotistical reason you just want to be the biggest guy in the room you're taking steroids to get girls or you think that they're going to find your huge biceps attractive like it is not the case if you just want to be the biggest guy in the room then i'm sorry mate that that is not a good enough reason but if you want to be a pro if you think you can make a career out of this make some kind of money and not just that Go and get a blood test. Like, don't put something in your body when you don't even know how your body is going to react. If you don't have 100% perfect health, why would you do something that could potentially take you into more ill health? Be careful if you're going to decide to go down this route. Make sure that you are healthy, you checked with a doctor, and you're informed exactly what your body can and cannot take. Taking testosterone for a long period of time will increase your cholesterol level, which will increase your blood pressure, which will result in high blood pressure, which means your heart has to work faster, which you could potentially have a heart attack. And that's really all I have to say about my opinion on them. To finish off this topic, I'm going to answer the question, if I could go back to my 19 and a half year old self and choose to not go down this route, if I could take it all back and try to go down this route naturally, would I do it? The answer to that question is no. I would not continue to do this every single day 
and to justifiably know that I'm going to continue to do this for at least another four to five years if I had regrets about doing it. Like, yes, I've had moments of question, but do I regret it? No, I'm very happy with the route that I've gone down. I've been very lucky. If you have enjoyed this, please share it with a friend, share it with a family member, put it on your Instagram story or message me on Instagram and tell me what you enjoyed about this podcast at Brandon Hardbody. With that being said, this is the end of episode three of the Listen Hard podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope you continue to have an amazing day, night, stay safe, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye.